Are you feeling stuck? Are you searching for purpose and a more fulfilling life? Are you looking for inspiration and encouragement? Then this is the place for you. I'm Brooke Moore. I'm Gretchen Jackson. I'm Kelly Struther. I'm Tharwit Lovett. We are Shifter. In this podcast, we will address all things mindset. You will hear real stories from real women who have faced their fears, crushed their limiting beliefs, and have turned their mess into their message by shifting their mindsets and leveling up in business and life. Welcome to this episode of the Shifter Podcast. I'm Gretchen Jackson, and these first few episodes, we are getting to know the women behind the Shifter movement. It is my great pleasure to be able to talk with our founding member and Chief Program Officer Tharwit Levitt today. Prepare to be blown away. Tharwit is a wife and mother of four. She has a master's in applied psychology and has taken doctoral classes in both applied developmental psychology and transpersonal psychology. Tharwit has had the opportunity to work in a variety of roles. She has worked as a provisional licensed psychological examiner at a neuropsychology clinic and was an adjunct professor at the University of Arkansas at Little Rock, University of New Orleans, Loyola University, and Delgado Community College. She was the Director of Religious Education at a Unitarian Universalist Church in Little Rock and has interned at the City of Little Rock Human Resources as well as UALR's Project PACE. Tharwit currently owns her own coaching business. Her experiences have been invaluable and are the foundation of her career as a life coach. Tharwit is my life coach, and that's how we became Shifter Partners. Thank you for being here, Tharwit. I am so excited to be here today, Gretchen. Thank you. I'm so excited to get to interview you. Our our relationship has grown so much over the last few years, and to be able to be partners in this mindset mastermind program with Shifter and to help empower all these women to change their thoughts, to change their life has been so great. Tell me a little bit about why you switched from the traditional psychology path to life coaching? Well, I um, am very interested in coaching. Uh, Psychology has been my passion. It's something that I kind of fell into when I was in college. Uh, When I, after I graduated high school and joined uh, or started college, I was actually a a biology major wanting to go into pre-med but in having lengthy conversations with friends, talking about different things that they were going through in life and boyfriend troubles. Um, A friend of mine suggested that I might want to consider studying psychology because um, I had a natural knack for it. And so the next semester I signed up for a psychology course and the rest is history. I fell in love with it. And I think that my background had fed into my curiosity about human nature and the mind. So um, I spent the last several years or the next several years studying psychology, um, different classes and different camps or, or, or disciplines and taught psychology for a while and, and discovered in the process that I had more of a passion for coaching as opposed to a traditional therapeutic setting. I was less interested in the diagnostics of psychology and testing in psychology and more interested in, in solution-based. So how psychology helped me personally, how um, I began the process of self-discovery and learning more about myself. I wanted to be able to help other people do the same thing. So I use all of the things that I've learned throughout the process and I help individual clients figure out more about who they are and then teach them how the mind works. And um, we find solutions and tools that they can use to empower themselves 
so that they can shift from just surviving in life to thriving. It's so good. And my story with Farwit was um, I've been to traditional therapy uh, several times throughout my life. Um, I've always left with some sort of anxiety medicine or depression medicine or not really much practical behavioral type things. And so when I came to you, we went through my issues were all around money. Like my happiness was based on money. My fear was based on money. I was really scared when I had money. I was really scared when I didn't have money. And I remember we had one session together and we're in the middle of talking and you go, holy shit, Gretchen, you don't think you deserve any of this. And it burst into tears and it was a total breakthrough moment. And that is to me something that because you were listening to what I was thinking and telling me how to change my thoughts and change the way I felt about myself and not let my past decide what I deserve was so fantastic. And no one, no one had ever said anything like that to me. And so we were able to build on that. And now I feel like I I deserve anything. I am enough. I'm worth it. And so I thank you for that. (laughs) Your background is super interesting to me. Um, I know we've shared it in a a few different places through the shifter program, but uh, tell our listeners a little bit about how you were raised. So my father is from Nazareth, Israel, and he is a Muslim. And my mother is from Arkadelphia, Arkansas, and she grew up Christian at the Church of Nazarene. When I was little, my we lived in the United States until I was probably about four years old. My dad was in college in the U.S. He graduated from pharmacy school. And then the plan was to move the family to Israel and he was going to open up a pharmacy in a village. And we were there um, maybe a little under a year. My mom got pregnant with my baby sister. There are five of us all together. And it just wasn't uh, working out the way that they had hoped or anticipated. So we ended up packing up and moving back to the United States. We primarily lived in uh, Arkansas. We've lived in a few other places, but for the most part, I grew up in Arkansas in the Bible Belt. And life for me was always unique or uh, different because I had multiple perspectives. So I wasn't 100% American and growing up in American culture. I wasn't 100% Arab growing up in Arab culture. I was, I kind of consider myself as someone who falls in between the cracks. So I have a little bit of both worlds. And as a young person, There were moments that I felt like I was at a disadvantage or I didn't belong or couldn't 100% identify with any particular culture or ideal. But as an adult, I look back on those experiences and and I'm actually very grateful for them because it gave me the perspective that I needed, the the insight, the tools that I use in in my practice today Mm -hmm. from that perspective. It also gave me an opportunity to observe and contemplate judgment. Because we, we tend to judge or assign value statements to, to perspectives, to, to ideas or different ways of being that we don't understand. So having my father be Muslim, my mom Christian, it was never, religion was never an issue in my household growing up because my, neither of my parents were super religious, but they're both very spiritual. Their spirituality is important to them. So they modeled to us an ability to let go of the details and focus on the ideals or the principles that are important in life. And that really triggered 
my desire to begin looking in other areas of life where we're all the same, where there's similarities as opposed to differences. And I think because we tend to identify with a particular culture, a, a particular uh, socioeconomic class or religion, that what we don't understand, we're afraid of, and that fear triggers judgment in us. And so I really enjoy helping, um, learning more about other cultures and people, and then helping everybody figure out as well how we're all the same or where our similarities are as opposed to our differences. I think that's so important. And I also think as women in particular, we grow up with role models who are judging other women. And so a lot of time, or just people in general, you have to be very careful. And so then you grow up judgy of people that aren't like you. If I saw you in a room, I might think one thing, but then I get to know you and you have all this background that has led you to where you are now. And it's so important that we all remember everyone has a background. And even if it's a bad childhood background or a bad experience, toxic relationship background, we're all growing from that. And so if you can just not prejudge and get to know the person in the story, it's such a beautiful thing. And we are way more alike than we are different all the time. Absolutely. Yep. So when we were visiting before this interview, I noticed that uh, you said something about when you let go of the idea that you and life was always were always supposed to be perfect. That was kind of a breakthrough for you. And, you know, a lot of times that, you know, you have the breakdown before the breakthrough. And so why don't you tell me just a little bit about that? Like, were you a perfectionist before and you felt like you had to do all the things perfect and then you had a realization that you don't? Yes, much like many of us in the society that we grow up in, there's an ideal and perfection for me was the way that I understood it growing up. It it felt more like a destination and it really leans into uh, what Dr. Carol Dweck um, refers to the fixed mindset versus the growth mm, mindset. I love her, yeah, so, you're right. Um, so perfection as sort of this fixed mindset concept was the way that I learned it when I was growing up. So constantly leaning toward this ideal, and if it wasn't perfect, then it wasn't good enough. If I wasn't at the top of the class or making the highest grades, then it wasn't good enough. And it really took. It, this has been a lifelong journey. There's been so much growth, and I still make a concerted effort to practice growth mindset, but there are still some areas of my life because, because this is something that we continue to grow and learn our entire lives, uh, lean towards sometimes in certain areas of life, a fixed mindset, but I talk myself through it and I reel myself back in, but I had to make this transition from perfect being an ideal, something that I'm striving to achieve or obtain to perfect being defined more as a way of being. My perfection is my authenticity. It's my uniqueness. It's, it's, it's who I am. So letting go of this image of what something is supposed to, to be or who I'm supposed to be and embracing whatever my, my authenticity is. I also had to make a transition in this way of letting go of this perfect by embracing this idea in life that there's only loving and learning because the fixed mindset is very dualistic. The fixed mindset is that there's either there's a right or there's a wrong. There's a good or there's a bad. There's a victim or there's a villain. And um, this really leans into the judgment, the value statements that I was discussing earlier. When we adhere to that type of philosophy, we really, really tend to box ourselves in. Mm -hmm. So I had to arrive at this place in life where I recognized that that 
system was no longer serving me. I needed to let that go and then shift my paradigm into leaning more toward in life, there's only love and learning. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not loving who I am or, or, or who I'm with or what I'm doing, then I'm learning from it. And so when I am faced with obstacles or challenges that are, are causing me to struggle or stretching me outside of my comfort zones, then I immediately jump to the place of why is this happening? What is this telling me about myself? What can I learn from this experience? And when I do that, then um, I tend to move through the experience a little bit more smoothly than resisting the learning that's there for us. And with the imposter syndrome and with these ideas of perfection and the expectations that we place on ourselves or that we place on other people, it does tend to lock us in to a, a toxic pattern or toxic um, cycle. So being able to, to let that go and look for the learning, not identifying as a failure or not identifying as someone that, that, that may be wrong in a particular situation, but looking for where the expansion of perspective, where the opportunity is in any particular experience has been very helpful for me. That is so good. We're either loving or learning. Do you think that that is why the women in Shifter in the mastermind program, do you think that that is where the changes come in? Do you feel like that's like, what do you feel like Shifter is doing for these women? Is it because they're learning that these things were either loving or learning or that we can have this fixed or growth mindset? Or what do you think about that? Absolutely. I think that um, part of the value of Shifter is the information. It's the curriculum. It really is helping each individual establish a paradigm shift. And that's what it what it has taken for me. And I'm, I'm continuing to evolve with that. When I look back at some of the things that I've written in the past, I think, oh, you know, because um, we're, we're constantly growing. And as time goes on, we'll learn more and we'll shift, we'll evolve. But um, with Shifter, it's hopefully creating a paradigm shift for that person. Mm -hmm. So whatever it is that that the rules by which we've been living life that have kept us narrow minded or that have kept us the limiting beliefs that have held us back where we're really attempting to expose women to these ideas, principles, um, establishing new beliefs that give us a little bit more room for growth that help us to have a little bit more grace for ourselves, step outside of judgment of self. And when we were able to step outside of judgment of self, then it's easier to step out of judgment of somebody else. And the mm -hmm. things tend to smoke, move a little bit more smoothly in life. We're letting go of the resistance, changing our beliefs, letting go of the limiting beliefs and, and really moving toward thriving in life. It's so good. I think that one of the other things, you know, to add to what you're saying about the shifter experience is women supporting women. They learn that through the mindset work that they have this fixed mindset about being competitive with women, being the best mom, watching the social media where you only get the highlight reel, that kind of thing. And then you get into this mindset work and you realize everyone has their own shit and you have yours and it's nothing to be ashamed of. And so it's so good. The narrow minded thing is what like that's what it has done for me going through this shifter work has made me go from this narrow thought process to this broad-based give grace, forgiveness. We're all in here just trying to do our very best. Mm -hmm. But this has been such a gift. We are going to end even our interviews together with the three questions that we ask everyone on the Shifter podcast. So what is the most pivotal piece of advice that you've been given? The most pivotal piece of advice that I have been given was given to me by a friend. 
And one of the reasons why I'm so fascinated by the study of psychology is because I've always been curious by nature. Um, if you tell me that we are a certain way, then I want to know why you say that. If you tell me that it's it's important to say affirmations or to meditate, then my mind automatically goes to, okay, but why? What's mm. happening inside of my body when I'm saying affirmations? What's happening inside of my body or my mind when I'm meditating? And so psychology's really given me an, an avenue for studying how that operates in the processes by, by which all of that works. So I also, I understand that you can draw a direct line from the present moment, from adulthood to childhood. It's the accumulation of all of our life experiences that have led us to where we are today with the beliefs that are really moving us in, in life that are that are helping us get the places that we want to go and then blocking us from getting to the places mm -hmm. that we want to go. All of those belief systems, all of those experiences that are informing what we're experiencing today because our brain is a record of the past. So we will always be limited to only seeing or perceiving what we've experienced in the past. Now, so I have a passion, not only with myself, I'm in constant therapy with myself. I can't get away from the therapist <laughs> because she lives inside of my head. But I also help love helping people um, move through this process as well. And that is identifying the toxic beliefs or the toxic patterns that are creating the walls that are blocking that individual from moving where they want to go in life. I have them. We all have them. We're human beings and everything psychological is simultaneously physiological. So whatever that belief pattern is that's preventing me from letting go of this limiting belief that's holding me back, there's something inside of my body that corresponds with that. And because of that, there are cer certain tools or techniques that we can use that helps to break that up, that circuit up mm -hmm. inside of our nervous system that um, will eventually lead us to being able to overcome whatever those obstacles are or letting go of those self-sabotaging behaviors. With that said, I had a friend of mine tell me that I can become aware. The most important part is becoming aware of a pattern, of a toxic behavior or a habit that's prevented me from moving where I want to go in life. But I don't have to fix it in order for me to move forward with my life. The power is in being aware of it. And then with that knowledge, I can, can, I can move forward on the path of achieving my goals, the goals that I've set for myself and overcoming it. It's something that doesn't have to happen in a linear step-by-step -step way. We can really be, move in the direction of our dreams at the same time that we're, we're working through and processing some of these beliefs or these toxic cycles that have held us back in the past. Well, that might be my most pivotal piece of advice now, too. And <laughs> that's so great. What a good piece of advice, especially the fixing part. We get so stuck on trying to fix it that then we're just stuck and we don't move past it. Mm -hmm. So with that, uh, what's the worst piece of advice you've ever been given? The worst piece of advice that I have been given has probably been um, that putting yourself is a way to be righteous in life or putting mm -hmm. yourself last. Mm -hmm. um, it has taken me a while and that still resurfaces in my life. This service mentality, taking care of everybody else first and putting myself last. Uh, I know a lot of women, especially a lot of the women in the shifter program, they struggle with this as well because we have so many roles as women. We're mothers, we're wives, we're, we're professionals, we're daughters and, and sisters and all of the many hats that we wear. It's easy to take care of everybody else first and put ourselves last. 
And for the longest time, I was told that that's, that's the righteous way to be in life. And I'm not saying that being selfish is a bad thing. There is a healthy selfishness and that's called self care. Mm -hmm. And it's making sure that you are preserving your own energy resources. Where it grows toxic is when you begin to impose yourself onto other people. Um, it's our responsibility to honor our authenticity and teach other people how to treat us. It's also our responsibility to be mindful of where we're at and how we're we're expending and allowing ourselves to receive our energy resources. That's super important. So it is important to put ourselves ourselves first in many instances. So that's something that I am still actively working on. And then um, also a horrible piece of advice that I've received growing up is that feeling this idea of feeling good is a sin. So mm. if it feels good, then for the longest time, I felt like this must be wrong. And it has taken me a while to move through that. I'm not saying be emotionally impulsive and um, hedonistic. But what I'm saying is that each of us has our own internal guidance system. And it's a feeling system, just very different from our emotional system. And in order to really thrive in life, we have to turn that back on. Mm -hmm. So we can tell where our authenticity is, where we're supposed to be by how this feels to us. The feeling good or the feeling positive is really just an indication of resonance. Mm -hmm. That means what I'm thinking, what I'm doing, where I'm at is vibrating in resonance with who I am, my unique energetic signature. So we have to turn that back on and give ourselves permission to do what excites us. So good. Give yourself permission to do what excites. Yes. Okay. The last question is, what is the best book you've read and why? There are so many books that I have read that have been game changers for me in life. One that I go to when I'm working with clients is typically The Four Agreements. However, for me personally, there are two books that really ignited my passion into where I ended up at being as coaching that, that blew my mind wide open. And those two books were the Seth books, the Jane Roberts Seth books. Those really initiated a paradigm shift for me. And the other set of books were the Neil Donald Walsh Conversations with God book. Mm. Those books um, really opened a whole world up to me that I hadn't really known or understood previously. Mm -hmm. So those were really pivotal in the evolution of where I am today. So good. I'll be making those on my list, <laughs> putting those on my list. Well, thank you so much for sat sitting and chatting with me today. It was so much fun. It went by so fast. You can find Tharwit through our Shifter program and also at tharwitlovit.com. That will be linked in our show notes. Thank you again, Tharwit. My pleasure. Thank you, Gretchen. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Shifter podcast. We are here to share stories that inspire so that you can create the life you love now. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a review, share on social media, and tell us why it resonated with you. You can follow us on Facebook at ShiftHer, Instagram at ShiftHer.co, and read more about us at www.ShiftHer.co. While you're there, sign up for our High Vibe monthly newsletter, where we share even more inspiration and stories from our Mastermind program. Links from today's episode are in the show notes.